Hope Over Hype is a podcast that shares the stories of ordinary people who are serving an extraordinary God. I hope you're in a place where you can dance because it is about to get hype. Hope Over Hype. I am really excited to continue on with our couple series, and I have my great friends Sarah and Dustin with me today. Hey! Hello. I work with Sarah. Um, we've known each other for the past few years. Um, she was actually my boss when I was a student worker um, in the admissions office, and we just really bonded and had a really sweet friendship, and she has been there for me in more ways than I can count. Um, I was there through her pregnancy with uh, their little boy Pierce, and um, now he is one of my favorite people in this world. And I have gotten to know her husband Dustin, um, and that has just been a really sweet process to know them and to laugh with them and um, just to be loved by them. And so I'm really excited for you to hear their story today because I think that they love each other really well, um, and I have been amazed at the way um, that they serve each other. So. I'm excited for you to hear those specific ways, uh, but we'll just go ahead and get started. And I want to ask y'all how you met. So we met. Um, shoot, what year was it? Two thousand nine. We met in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was already living in North Carolina. I had lived in Georgia, and um, I had two friends there <clears throat> that. Uh, we're graduating high school, and I wanted to graduate high school with them. Mm-hmm. So I came back down to Georgia from North Carolina um, to be part of like the high school graduation committee planning process. Yeah. Um, and so on the first like meeting, first get together for that, um, that's where we met. Yeah, and so I was at the committee meeting as well. <laughs> Um, I did not plan on walking for my graduation, but was highly encouraged by my family. And so I went and I knew most of the people there, but I met Dustin there and I was just very taken off guard by him. I um, had never met anybody like him and he just really stood out to me right away. Um, He was wearing a To Write Love on Her Arms Mm t-shirt And I was a very big fan at the time, and we still are together. Mm-hmm. But that it was our first conversation was about his Tara Love on Her Arms t-shirt. Because I loved that organization, and I had the t-shirt too, and, you know, no one else. I didn't feel like anybody else was a fan or understood, you know, my interests. And so mm-hmm. I saw him, and I just thought, this guy gets it. And so I went up to him and told him, hey, you know, mm-hmm. like your shirt. <laughs> and so we started talking and immediately hit it off as friends. And um, he added me on Facebook that night. And we've been talking ever since. Um, <laughs> we were just immediately close friends. And he would come visit me often. Um, but then it wasn't, it was a year later that we started dating. Yeah. And then three years after that, we got married in the same church where we graduated. That's so sweet. I love that. Tell me what you each do for a living. Uh, So I work um, for uh, an airline, Mm -hmm. and I'm one of their maintenance trainers. So Mm -hmm. I teach the new guys, basically, or 
policies, procedures, and, and how to work on the airplanes. Yeah. Um, and then a month ago, I started a new business with a friend mm-hmm. um, called Project Communication, and we teach um, like leadership skills and communication skills. Yeah. So that's been really fun. Check out his podcast, <laughs> Procom. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm actually in graduate school for my master's in library and information systems. So it's my dream to be a library cataloger one day. Mm-hmm. And then I am the visit coordinator at Gardner Web. I've been there almost four years, and I have the privilege of supervising our student workers mm-hmm. called SRAs. And um, they are just the absolute best. They are my favorite part of the job. Mm-hmm. It's how we met. Yeah. So they're very special to me, and they are my motivation to go into work every morning. Yeah. So shout out to all my SRAs. I know you're all listening. Yeah, they are faithful supporters <laughs> of Hope Over Right. That's my favorite part. What is something that y'all do that's life-giving, either together or separately? So we are really simple. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn that throughout the episode. <laughs> but we are still best friends, like mm-hmm. when we first met. And we love to do things together, and that's what's life-giving to us. Yeah. And we love hanging out with our three-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just love low-key days where mm-hmm. we can just go. doesn't have to be a date, a date night at a restaurant or anything like that. We just like to go and walk around a bookstore, get some mm-hmm. good coffee, and just laugh and have a good time together. Yeah. And even just days like weekends like this one. Um, at home, just mm-hmm. having fun with Pierce and watching TV, you know, going on walks and just enjoying quality time together. Mm-hmm. That's very life-giving for both of us at the end of our days. Yep. Yeah, really, it's just, it's not much different than when we were just friends as far as we really just want to spend time with each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that's hard for some people to understand whenever they say, well, what are you doing this weekend? You got big plans? And I'm like, I sure do. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm hanging out with my family. I'm staying at home. That's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, that is my plan. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. We look forward to it throughout mm-hmm. the week of just going home and recharging mm-hmm. with each other together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Do y'all have a favorite date night spot? Anywhere with good coffee and <laughs> yeah. very small amounts of people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love that. If the coffee isn't good enough or if there's too many people, we leave. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump into your Hope Over Hype story. Um, so what has it looked like throughout your marriage to put Jesus first? And how um, does that play out in how you love one another? And what challenges have you faced in that? Yeah, so God definitely brought us together. And we know that, um, we knew that then, but we also know it looking back. Mm-hmm. It was just um, kind of a crazy way that we met and started dating and everything. Mm-hmm. And we dated long distance for most of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And we made it. And so we know that God gave us everything we have. Mm. And so we have to keep him as the sender because he is the foundation. He's what, he's who gave us everything we have. Yeah. So um, the way that we live that out is just remembering that every day Mm -hmm. and um, I guess living genuinely with each other Mm -hmm. and trying to 
live that out as best as possible mm-hmm. um, to glorify God. Because yeah. since he gave us these gifts, we need to honor him with what he's given us. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, it's little things that we do that with and just daily moments. Mm-hmm. Not just like a checklist that we check off, like going to church every week and, yeah. you know, any, anything like that. No stereotypical things that I'm, you know, I don't have like a formula for anybody. But yeah. it's just the daily um giving back mm-hmm. and focusing on each other and our family and um really feeding that throughout our marriage. It really has a lot to do with being intentional mm-hmm. with one another um and planning out specific time to spend with with each other and, yeah. and with our son. Um it's just really that I guess intentionality. Yeah. You know of you know, we might want to do some things that are more individual to ourselves. Yeah. But we have to get our time in together mm-hmm. first. That's that's the the main goal. Mm-hmm. I, I told y'all before that I have noticed that y'all love each other so specifically. Like, I see that y'all are best friends, and I love that about y'all. So how do you love one another specifically and intentionally? It's definitely in the little things. Mm-hmm. So we just... um it's not in the big gestures like the holidays, you know, Valentine's Day, anniversary, anything like that. It's the daily, like I said before, um, things that we notice about each other. Yeah. Like he'll bring me my favorite type of coffee to work without me expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in little gestures, that goes a long way with us. Um, just to show each other that we care and that we know each other. We're paying attention. Yeah. Um, and I listen to podcasts that he likes so that we'll have stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to be really intentional throughout, not just on major days. And so that's yeah. why pretty much on major holiday, like uh, our um, anniversary, we're like, oh, yeah, good memories. But we <laughs> yeah. don't really do much of anything extra because we try to live that out. And we talked about that early on in our relationship where we didn't want it to be like we were working towards that and then oh valentine's day is here we've got to celebrate Mm. we wanted to always be intentional Mm. throughout and have those those important moments not every day but you know yeah often well i think we have them way more often throughout the year than at those specific times yeah and honestly i'm not the greatest person at at those holidays yeah i'm like well it's valentine's day or oh it's whatever (laughs) i should probably do something (laughs) yeah because I just don't think of those days as like, well, I'm supposed to be a husband today. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I'll bring coffee by or random flowers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so on those particular days, I'm I'm not like compelled or feel guilty like I gotta go out and get something. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so good. But I love that, and also, um, we're able to love each other and show each other love more specifically now. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to the Enneagram. Yeah. So I'll bring that in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, actually, Emma is the one who introduced me to the Enneagram maybe two years ago. Yeah. And I remember uh, we were in the office, mm-hmm. and I heard you talking about it, or maybe I saw you post about it. Mm-hmm. And I just walked in, and I was like, I want to know about that thing you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> but what is it and how can I know it? Because yeah. I knew that I needed to know more about myself. There were things about myself that even annoyed me. And yeah. so I knew they annoyed other people. And it was the best thing that's happened in mm-hmm. so long. I 
um, I'm a completely different person, I would say, or yeah. improved version of myself. And that was just such a gift that God gave to us. Um, yeah. And it was a tool that he gave me. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, um, it's helped me learn myself, but it's also helped me learn Dustin. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten... I won't say into it, but he puts up with it. (laughs) And we are able to have conversations because of it. And it's not us putting each other in a box and typing each other. We are able to put words to what we're feeling or how Mm -hmm. we're acting. And that makes it so much easier for us to communicate and to know what to expect out of each other. For instance, um, before it would drive me crazy because he would need time to think. Mm-hmm. And so I do not need time. I do not want time. I probably need it. I do not want time to think. <laughs> yeah. And so if we'd be in a conversation, I would want him to come up with his answer right away. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, well, you need to answer me now. And he'd say, I don't, I can't, I need to think about it. And I said, well, share your thoughts with me. Like, let's think about it out loud together. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I can't right now. I need to think about them in my own brain. And you can think about it in your brain and we'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that at all. And I didn't understand that he needed time to recharge quietly. And, you know, one way that he recharges is to just research about something on any given topic. Yeah. Very random. On any given night, it could be something different. And I don't, that exhausts me to think about <laughs> yeah. doing additional research for fun. I can't relate. And so that would always confuse me. But now I know, you know, that's because he's a five. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to put that in perspective and say, okay, well, he needs his time. He's the intellectual and he needs his time to research. Whereas I can say, well, I'm a one. Mm-hmm. I like to verbally process and I am actions based versus he's thinking based. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that about each other, we have been able to step back a little bit in our conversations and say, that's okay. I know that you need that time. So yeah. I'm going to step away. I might call somebody else so that I can verbally process this mm-hmm. for a minute because that's how I work through things. Yeah. But I know you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And that has been a game changer for us. The Enneagram has been a game changer for every aspect of my life, but especially our marriage because we've been able to put words to it better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's good to understand where another person is coming from because mm-hmm. then you can kind of empathize with what they're feeling yeah and understand why they're acting the way they are why they're doing the things they're doing Mm -hmm. so that that helps a lot understand the dynamic between people yeah oh that's so good i love that y'all take the time to know each other like deeply and even in like just like little ways like you take the time like to listen to podcasts that he is interested in i think that's one of my favorite things that you said i was like not a lot of people would do that. Like, if I wasn't interested in that, I'd be like, all right, you have fun with that. But I just think that that is really sweet and really powerful. Well, knowing that he appreciates that is my motivation. Yeah. Um, you know, other people might not care if I listen to their podcast yeah. or their interests, but yeah. he does. And mm-hmm. so I know that it's going to be worth my time. Yeah. And I always end up getting something out of the podcast that I listen to yeah. or the books that he suggests, you know, they're not all worth you know, they're not worthless at all. They're yeah. all worthy of my time too. Yeah. And so it helps me grow as a person and seeing it from his perspective. And I know that he appreciates it. And then we have more to talk about. And yeah. it goes both ways. And then he'll, mm. you know, I'll come home and 
he'll have cleaned the house because mm-hmm. he knows that that's how I relax. Yeah. And it's just the little things like that. Or mm-hmm. I'll come home from a long day and he'll have the office on for me. Yeah. And it's just so refreshing to come home and say, thank you so much. Like, this is exactly yeah. what I needed. And he knows that. Yeah. So. And it's rewarding for me because, <clears throat> you know, take, taking the time to understand that that's what she appreciates. Yeah. You know, she would appreciate that more than saying, hey, let's go out and eat somewhere. So neither one of us have to cook. Like, that's a lot of times more stressful because that's yeah. not as relaxing as just spending time in our own home. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is, what has God delivered you from or in the process of delivering you from that causes you to have hope? I think really it's um, ourselves Yeah. in that without um, thinking about putting God first, we would both be a lot more selfish mm-hmm. with our time and our energy Yeah. Um, to where if I wasn't thinking about you know, putting God first and putting her first, then I would kind of retreat to my own space and want to mm-hmm. do my own researching and looking up and yeah. whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. Um, as where if I put, you know, her first, then instead of spending time researching other stuff, mm-hmm. whenever I whenever I have that kind of time, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and clean the house before she gets home. Yeah. Or I'll do something like that, some sort of active service that yeah. she doesn't have to do later because yeah. I've already done it. Yeah, and I would agree. I'd say ourselves, um, specifically, like a specific moment, I guess, of of being rescued from ourselves was I was raised to be very independent, Mm -hmm. and I didn't, that I didn't really need a husband when I grew up, you know. If I wanted to choose that path, then that was fine, but I wasn't expected to. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really plan on that, you know, if it it was going to happen, that's fine, but I didn't just go out looking, you know, or want to date around or anything like that because I didn't think that it was that important or my end goal. Mm. So I was very independent. And I met Dustin in the midst of that. And um, so meeting him just really shook me up Mm -hmm. and kind of caught me off guard. Um, And I was going to college at the time, so I was in an extra independent place because I was going to make my own way and you know get to know myself or so I thought and we got married that way Um, but we pushed past my independence Mm -hmm. um, but I still had it it was still there Mm -hmm. for sure but then we got married and I thought that I needed to be a certain way to be a wife because I didn't know what I was doing yeah and so I decided okay I'm clearly not independent anymore Mm -hmm. I'm married so what does it look like for me to be a wife yeah And so I pulled from other friends and family members, um, just ideas from them and watching them of what a wife was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and what I was supposed to do as a wife um, instead of trying to be what Dustin wanted or what I wanted to be. Um, And so for the first four months in the apartments here in Shelby, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I did what I thought I should as a wife, Mm -hmm. did, you know, had the role of a wife and so I thought that that was to be the cook that yeah. was my big thing yeah and I didn't have a job for our first four months of marriage mm-hmm. and so I said well what else do I have to do I guess I'll I guess I'll give this a shot and uh I know I remember one time he said well you could read a book <laughs> and I said 
no, are you are you crazy? There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to sit here and read yeah. all day because that's not what a wife should do. Yeah. A wife should cook and clean and have everything ready for you as much as I can. And um, So I just had this unrealistic idea. Um, and I had all these recipes that I had gotten from family members that I had never, tr- you know, I might have tried them, but I had never cooked them before. And yeah. we didn't eat that way before we got married. <laughs> but since this is what I had been handed down from other wives, yeah. I was like, okay, this is my lot in life. <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm going to do. Um, and then he would come home and be very confused of why I was making casseroles and different things we never would have eaten. Yeah. And the house was clean, but, you know, it wasn't like it was even lived in. It yeah. was just, that's all I had to do. Mm-hmm. And so he was just very confused by that, and it just wasn't a good fit, but it was what I thought I was supposed to do, and so I kept doing it. And then finally, within those first four months, he finally pulled me aside and said, you know, you do not have to do this. Mm -hmm. This is not at all what I expect of you. And thankfully, he had that conversation with me. Um, Looking back, it was an investment in our marriage Yeah, because I had no idea what I was doing. Obviously, he didn't know what he was doing as a husband, but we were the same people, and Mm -hmm. I lost sight of that. Mm -hmm. I thought you kind of had to transform into a a grown-up right away and do grown-up things or, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things, and I didn't take time to think or to talk to him about our expectations, Mm -hmm. and so I was holding myself to unrealistic expectations of myself that he didn't even expect. Mm -hmm. He had... I was putting that on him, projecting that onto him. Mm. And so it caused us to have arguments and to just be unhappy those first few months when we should have been getting to know each other better and having those conversations. Mm. Um, And we didn't until he pulled me aside and and told me that. And it was a game changer. To be clear, I thought that reading a book would be a good suggestion (laughs) because... For myself, that's what I would want to do yeah. if I had that kind of time. So I thought that was like a good suggestion because I was thinking of what I would like for myself yeah. versus what she would like to do, you know, on her own time. Yeah. So I thought it, I was making a good suggestion, but I was not. <laughs> well, I know, and now I know that. But, of course, looking back, you know, it's like, well, as a five, of mm-hmm. course he said read a book. Yeah. But to me... I'm thinking that's offensive, you know, that's not what wives do. And, you know, I, I clearly still had that independence streak in me. Yeah. And it comes out still sometimes. The stubborn streak, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I tried to make being a wife something that it wasn't because I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Mm. And so God rescued us from that place. And I believe it was through that conversation, mm-hmm. really. That's the foundation of what rescued us. Um, and we realized that we had freedom to have the marriage that we wanted. Yeah. And it's not like we live a really non-traditional lifestyle or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, if we want to eat a bag of pizza rolls for dinner, we will. And <laughs> yeah. we own that, you know. And yeah. No, it's probably not what most married couples, especially with children, you know, yeah. do. But if that's what we want to do on a Wednesday night, then... We're going to, and we're going to have a great night, and it's life-giving, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because it's our marriage, and it's what works for us, yeah. you know. I think that's what hurts a lot of people, is that they compare themselves too much to someone else's template of what they think they should be, mm. 
And really, I think it should boil down to more of the principle of what you're doing. You know, if if as a husband or as a wife, these certain acts are um, life-giving or, or, you know, appreciated by the other party, then that's what you should Mm -hmm. do. And it's the principle of doing for the other person, Mm -hmm. not necessarily what that thing is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what makes our marriage different. Yeah. Is our authenticity mm-hmm. and our communication. Yeah. And you know, we're always friends first. Mm-hmm. So we don't just love each other, we like each other. Yeah. And that makes all the difference. Yeah. That's so good. When we talked about this the first time I remembered that I told you in the car on the way back to work that when y'all shared this, like there's always a moment in the pre-conversation that I have with people where I'm like, that's it. Like that is the message of hope over hype. And I think that that is it because Mm -hmm. especially in like relationships and just this culture of marriage, like all the hype that is around it, it's so easy to like strive for this picture that everybody Mm -hmm. projects and these expectations of we have to do this and you have to eat this kind of food and have you know, these kind of clothes and your house has to look just like this. And I think that it is so encouraging and so freeing to see that y'all are like, you're not doing that, but you are having a life-giving life, you know, Mm -hmm. and like you're glorifying the Lord and you are not allowing like the pressures of the world to interfere with like your love for one another and your love for the Lord as well. So that is that's it right there. And that's really encouraging. And I, I just love that so, so much. Yeah. And I've seen that um, kind of in the Hope Over Hype perspective since yeah. you've started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really cool to think about, okay, what is my Hope Over Hype? And yeah. I definitely see that as yeah. our marriage story, obviously. But um, it's so great to look back and thank God for rescuing us from that yeah. place and just thank Him for the freedom that we have now in yeah. this. And you know, even like our house is reflected in that. Yeah. We just, we make a space that we love. Yeah. And it might have a lot of Michael Scott quotes and <laughs> yeah. white on white paintings <laughs> for Dustin. Um, but it just makes us feel at home and yeah. that's what matters. And yeah, if we had it decorated like in a magazine, it wouldn't feel like it was our home. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we choose little things like that. That's our hope. Yeah. You know, over the hype. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we did that when we were dating too. Like our date, our favorite date spot then was Sonic. Oh yeah. And it was just so much fun looking back. And I saw a picture of us at Sonic in 2010 today, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, but people thought we were crazy for spending our time. You know, we're in a long distance relationship and we're going to go sit in our car at mm-hmm. Sonic. But we loved it. Yeah. And now looking back, the memories are so fun. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for, you know, a fancy dinner Yeah. still because it was just what we needed. And mm-hmm. we had those good conversations. We got to know each other. And it was just that foundation of friendship. Yeah. Then that helped a lot, too, because what I think two out of the three years we dated mm-hmm. were long distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got really good at talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because, I mean, that's that's primarily what we had. Mm-hmm. Um and when we got together, we just wanted to hang out. Yeah. You know, just just to spend time with each other. We really didn't care what it was. Yeah. Um, and gosh, while she was in college for the, I guess it was all four years. <laughs> um, 
But there was a thing at her college that was on my birthday every year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, and it's a I would, performance yeah, I had. Yeah, it was a performance Aww. she had, and I had to, you know, I didn't have to, but I would come down for a day or two from yeah. North Carolina, mm-hmm. go to the performance. I didn't get to sit with her. I had to sit with her family. Oh, yeah. Because she was in the performance. In I could see you in the audience. Now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when, when I would visit, when we would get together, we just wanted to spend that time with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's helped us a lot in our marriage. Why is Jesus worth being the center of your marriage? Because we know that everything that we have came from him, like I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not worth it, then it shouldn't be given to us at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about this question, I was reminded of the scripture in John 6 when Jesus asked his disciples if they wanted to leave him. Yeah. And they said, where else would we go? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think all the time. We know where everything comes from. Mm-hmm. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Yeah. And I believe everything that we've gotten, you know, and everything we're living is from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so why would we turn away from that? And mm-hmm. we know the truth, and why would we leave that? Um, he's carried us through, and he'll continue to carry us. Yeah. So, um, and it's looked different throughout the years, but he still, he still always came through for us. Yeah. And we can see it in every aspect of our lives. Um, I mean, we have, you know, we have the best son mm-hmm. ever. Yep. We have a great life, mm-hmm. and it's just everything that I never could have even asked for. Yeah. Like you always say, it's immeasurably more. Yeah. And so I know that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. And so he has to be worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. There are some days where, especially whenever I was uh, a mechanic for the airline still, and I worked odd hours, and I'd come home mm-hmm. at like 3 in the morning or yeah. 6 in the morning or whatever. I was working second or third shift. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of, survey the house as I was getting my stuff put up and trying to be quiet and I would just kind of look around and I would think and sometimes I still do but I think this you know nothing that I have is probably what I would have planned to have yeah but I wouldn't trade it for for anything yeah how have you seen the mighty hand of God during your time together yeah it just goes along with what we've been saying it just um especially from God allowing us to learn about each other mm-hmm. and never lose sight of each other throughout it. You know, we we have what I consider a great marriage and it's, you know, not from us. Yeah. Um we've we've never really encountered major issues in our marriage or um uh, we've never lost sight of each other and mm-hmm. we're friends first and I think that's yeah. why. Um so that's the Lord's permission. <laughs> yeah. And you know, even in our early years, he got us through month to month and we didn't know where the money was going to come yeah. from to pay for our rent and just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's looked different throughout the years, you know, moving, having our son, mm-hmm. but he has just allowed us to continue to grow through all that yeah. and to get to know each other and to create the life that we have now. Mm-hmm. And we have a sign in our house that says, I still remember the days when I pray for the things I have now. Yeah. And that's exactly like Dustin was saying. We, you know, it's completely different than what we would have asked for. Yeah. But he still answered our prayers and mm-hmm. he still has us together. Yeah. And it's just in such an 
even deeper and better way now because he's allowed us to get closer and to know each other better. Mm-hmm. And I know that it was God yeah. the whole time. I love that. Do y'all have any practical advice that you would give to anybody that's listening? Like how to choose hope in your relationships, whether it be friendships, dating, engagement, marriage, anything? I think for anybody, it has to be about your authenticity with each other Mm -hmm. and about your communication with each other. And Mm -hmm. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Because it doesn't really matter if I'm friends with a person or if you're if you're dating uh, or anybody else really just any relationship between people. Yeah. If you're not real with each other, then you, any kind of friendship you're building is going to be based on something that's other than any kind of relationship you build isn't going to be based on truth. Yeah. Um and you have to communicate that to each other. Yeah. And and you know that that changes I think I guess throughout the years a little bit whenever you I don't know if, if those friendships or relationships aren't formed yeah. properly I guess. Yeah. Um, because I know I've had friends that were good friends for the time they were friends and then you know we weren't. Mm-hmm. And really what that ended up coming back to was that we bonded over something that one of us didn't really like and the other one did. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't fully right. So one of like us, authentic. yeah, one of us wasn't authentic in our relationship. Mm. Uh, and I'm thinking of a couple of people in, in my life yeah. where this has happened where, you know, they were into one thing, you know, real heavily and I just kind of tagged along because I thought it was okay. Yeah. But then, you know, years down the road, we're not friends anymore and, and we kind of, mm. Our relationship wasn't really authentic with each other yeah as where like with me and Sarah we're very open with each other yeah um, and that that takes some getting used to if you're not used to that yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. because you know, I'm just I'm the kind of person where I really mean what I say yeah and sometimes that comes across at, at comes across harshly Mm-hmm. And I don't always mean it that way. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it, it comes across that way mm-hmm. when really I'm just trying to be honest about the situation. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Overall, communication is always our biggest piece of advice for mm-hmm. people. Um, any in any relationship, you know, not just marriage, but communication, and that's obviously Dustin's big passion is communication (laughs) but it's so true and it's not a magical overnight thing Mm -hmm. and like you and I have talked about we didn't Dustin and I weren't just great at communicating to each other the very first year or anything like that Mm -hmm. we had those conversations um you know we might be in an argument and then just say okay let's take a step back Mm -hmm. let's talk about this and why are you feeling this way I'm gonna tell you why I'm feeling this way Mm -hmm. we don't storm out we have to just talk about it calmly and kind of detach our minds a little bit but have that conversation. And I'll say this for me, sometimes if if something happens that upsets me, mm-hmm. it will take me a while to be able to put into words exactly what happened. Yeah. I'm thinking of an instance yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting real. Okay. Where where something happened and it bothered me. Yeah. But I didn't have the words to c- 
correctly articulate what happened that yeah. offended me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and I mean it was a couple hours mm-hmm. yeah. until I was able to say what was bothering me mm-hmm. but and that's I mean that's real life like you said yeah. we're getting real well it's true like yeah. we're not pros at this yeah. we just know each other really well and yeah. we know how to communicate with each other mm-hmm. and that it's important and that we keep chasing after each other. So I mm. knew something was bothering him, and I'd be like, you okay? And he's like, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah. give it time, check back in a few minutes. And that's <laughs> what I always do. Yeah. And then I just keep asking, and then he'll eventually be ready, yeah. and he'll say, okay. And he'll have the words, and we can talk about it. Yeah. And then I listen, and I'm not perfect at it. Sometimes I still interrupt him, which is the biggest pet peeve for a five, FYI. <laughs> if any of you have fives in your life, do not interrupt them. <laughs> but, so, because we know that much about each other, yeah. we're able to have those conversations. Um, but anyway, about communication, too. We just, it's so key in any any relationship. Yeah. And it might be uncomfortable in the moment, mm-hmm. but it will pay off. I know we've had this conversation. Yeah. It'll pay off in the end. Yeah. And I've gotten better about that in all areas of my life, mm-hmm. I think, over the years. and. It's been so worth it to just go ahead and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, confrontation doesn't have to mean conflict, yeah. as someone once said. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, and comparison is another thing for us. So not just communication, but refusing to compare to other people. Mm-hmm. So even in friendships, you know, like you and your best friend hang out differently than someone else and their best friend. Yeah. So, you know, looking at social media and you might see that those two girls go and take a cute photo shoot, but you and your best friend go out and hang out at the movie and don't post about it. Yeah. That does not mean you have less of a friendship or mm-hmm. you had less of a good time. You probably had an even better time because you weren't doing it for people to look at. Yeah. And I've, I've learned that over the years too, and it's still something I remind myself of, that mm-hmm. there is no such thing as perfect. Mm. And that's very hard. Yeah. But there is not a perfect picture, and there is mm-hmm. not a perfect relationship or perfect moment or anything like that. And, you know, unfortunately, in this world of social media, we are comparing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're comparing our average days to someone else's, you know, highlight reel, I think is what you say. You know? mm-hmm. And just, yeah. it's what they're allowing you to see Mm -hmm. so it's not fair to compare yourself to that Um, and that's true for anybody and so we consciously and very intentionally try not to do that yeah but that's something I have to remind myself of especially like Christmas time birthdays something like that I always want the the perfect photo yeah but I'm realizing that's not going to happen and so I'm embracing the funny ones Mm -hmm. and you know, Pierce might be pointing off to, the, to a dog on the background and me and Dustin are trying to pose and it's just not, it's not working, but it's yeah. funny because that's what actually was happening. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that so, so much. <laughs> I think that is what I love about y'all is that y'all pursue growth and you pursue communication. Like, I think that y'all are incredible communicators, but you're like constantly trying to communicate better, like with each other, but also with the people in your lives as well. And I I told somebody this when I was telling them who I, I was going to have on this couple series. And I was like, Sarah and Dustin, they live such 
quiet lives, but I think in the most powerful way. Like, y'all invest in your people. Like, and you love so fiercely, but probably nobody on the outside would know, but your people know. And I think that that means the most. And like, you are glorifying the Lord and you are letting people know how loved and cherished they are. And you are encouraging them and challenging them with the ways that you seek to grow. And I think that is that's it right there. That is it. And so I am really thankful for y'all because I learned so much from y'all. Like every time that I'm with you, every time I'm at your house or I'm just like interacting with you at work or whatever, like I just learned so much from how y'all just live your life. So I'm very thankful for that and for y'all for being on Hope Over Hope. You're one of our people. Okay, so the last question is, what would your walk-up song be? Mine would probably be a song called Fight by the Under. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go with that one. There's some others I'd probably pick, but not that I would share with. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this audience? No. <laughs> That's good. Mine is Take My Fire by Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. I know everyone was waiting to hear me say that. <laughs> and I will say... That if you think that Switchfoot is still dare you to move and meant to live, you have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> Sarah will educate you. The new. <laughs> I will. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hope Over Hype. I am a big fan of the Edmonds family. They have taught me so much about communication and encourage me in so many ways throughout this Hope Over Hype process. And I'm really thankful to have them as friends that truly are like family. Even this week, they came and rescued me because I had some car trouble and Dustin took care of it and fixed it. And they were my ride to and from work. And I just really don't know what I would do without them. I love how simple they are because I think that in the simplicity, there's so much power. And it has been an honor to get to watch them love and serve each other and love the people around them as well. So thank you again for listening. Keep sharing these episodes with your friends. Engage in conversations within your circles of influence. And let me know how those are going. I know that God is on the move. And I am excited to continue to see how he is moving through these conversations. We are going to take a break for the next couple weeks, but we will be back after Thanksgiving. We have three more episodes left in this couple series, which I'm really excited about. But I encourage you within these next couple weeks just to take some time to rest and to reflect. And maybe you haven't had a chance to listen to all the episodes, so go back and listen and take some notes and process through these stories and what God has been stirring within you as you've been listening to these. And I really encourage you just to sit down with the Lord and write down ways that you need to choose hope instead of hype and pray through those specific areas in your life. I know that that is something that I definitely need to do and just to sit and to lean in to God um, and to allow him to, to fill us up. So I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Keep choosing hope and I will see you in a few weeks.